What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week of the X Podcast. I got my boys here. Yes. How you doing? Yo. What's up? Pastor Russ. Yes, sir. Tim. Can I call you Tim and Russ yes. today? Please. Let's I do can. it. Let's do it. I would prefer uh, Bishop Russ. Yeah. I'm going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Reverend. Yes. Reverend. Reverend. Don't call me Reverend. Reverend. As the newspaper states. I do states. not yeah. that title. Your newspaper name. <laughs> no. Reverend Tim. More. Well, it's good to be with Just you, call Rev. me more. I want to go with last name. You want to go last name? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Mr. Moore. Feel, oh, crap, Mr. Moore, Mr. Moore, do you feel special now that you share my name? No, I no. had it first. Okay. Hey, guys, I'm excited about today. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Um, lots of really cool reaction from last week. Our first ever episode. So mm-hmm. whether you watch this on YouTube or on Facebook Live, as we are right now, or maybe you've found us on a podcast platform, we're so glad that you're with us here today. I'm going to look in the camera so I can see you, but... Whoever you are, wherever you're watching, whether you're work, on your lunch break, or whatever, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, today is going to be a really great topic. We got a, a message in from somebody who was listening. How did we get it in? Uh, through text message. But if you have something that you want to add today to the conversation, or maybe you just disagree with what we're saying, or you think we're crazy, or you have an idea for a podcast in the future, we have an email. Please send it in to podcast at the x dot church yeah and we would love to maybe even read it on air so this one's from mr greg greg thanks for writing us in dude we're glad you enjoyed it he said specifically that i'm his favorite that's not what he said i don't think that's what he said no i must have i really don't think that's what he said (laughs) it's really cool yeah we mentioned last week a little bit about the personality typing tool the enneagram And he wrote this in. He said, um, I've been super interested in the Enneagram recently. And so it's interesting to hear your numbers. I also, being an eight, which is the best number on the Enneagram, mm. in my opinion, never thought of my desire to debate or challenge as a way that I feel satisfaction. I look forward to you guys having conversations about real topics to allow it to go deeper. Um, and it's just uh, how much of our personalities or Enneagrams are determined from life experience versus what you're born with. I mean, just lots of really... Uh, great questions Nature in his text. Mm. So really that, that provoked a conversation between us about really just the importance of um, the importance of doing work on yourself yeah. and doing work on your personality, the importance mm-hmm. um, of personal growth yeah. in a way, mm-hmm. in a world that is so chaotic everywhere else and we want to change everybody else's behavior. Why is it important mm-hmm. to look at ourselves first? So I don't know yeah. who wants to riff on that for a little bit. Yeah, I think... Um, I'm one of those people that I feel like I have a really passionate belief in the capacity that's inside of people. Um, And so first off, just even before it comes to how do we love people, relate to people, I think even just for self-work, I think there's no way you can tap into the potential inside of you until you understand what's inside of you. Right. And uh, I, I know like for me, even apart from self-discovery as far as like, okay, how do I heal from wounds? How do I become better as a person? Um, understanding how I'm wired. Um, we did this little personality test last night at one of our growth track things here at the church. It's a lot more simple. Um, but, you know, one of the things we talk about is uh, the 
frustration of um, being in the wrong lane or being used for the wrong purpose. Mm -hmm. And we use this kind of silly analogy of, can you imagine a violin (laughs) in the hands of a baseball player? (laughs) (laughs) If you could imagine what a violin would feel like, maybe a stupid analogy. But everybody, when they understand themselves and how they're wired, I think in interpersonal relationships and career in every way can step into something that's a whole lot more fulfilling, Mm -hmm. a whole lot less frustrating. And I think understanding yourself is uh, one of the best ways to personal health and growth and awareness. And then, yeah, you cannot understand yourself and then try to understand others and your relationships not improve. That's good. So, hmm. what about you? Uh, you know, I was just thinking about that question, and I think, I wonder if every different type of the Enneagram <laughs> sees that same question differently. Was that a three so, answer? So, no, it wasn't. Because for me, a three answer was like, Okay, so how can I leverage this tool so that I can get further mm. <laughs> in my relationships with other people? Absolutely. Uh, versus less introspective of I need to look at me, mm-hmm. which was, I think, the question, you know, that you talked about. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It reminds me of um, something Ian Cron said, one of the co-writers of that book that we talked about. Um, talked about a study that was done in Cornell University. So it just speaks to the importance of it. I I. I'll say, let me say about that study, I think personally what I've gotten from it is that it helps me understand motivations, mm-hmm. core motivations, and I think I'm able to see things that aren't, I don't like. Mm-hmm. And I think it, before it was a little bit, you know, this is who I am versus kind of going, yeah, that's not good. Like it, it kind of points that out. It puts mm-hmm. language to that's not a good way to think. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that's been helpful mm-hmm. versus other types. Um, I think self I think self-awareness, self-growth helps in all our other areas. When I think about the interpersonal relationships, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, which as a very three thing of me Mm -hmm. is so that you can get ahead, Mm -hmm. so that you can accomplish what you need to accomplish. That's that's the way I see it rather than looking at myself. Yeah. But I'll say real quick, just this this study. Uh, He talked about a study that was done by Cornell. Uh, university uh, in the business department where they studied, I can't remember, it was hundreds or whatever, CEOs, very successful CEOs. What is the one common trait that uh, all of them seem to have that, you know, just so you can discover, like, these are, this is what leads to success. Yeah. And they said it was not what you thought. The number one quality they all had was self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's an eye-opening thing. Haven't we all been around an uh, a leader that's not self-aware. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if there's anything more frustrating. And haven't we all been that leader? <laughs> right. Let's I've also been, say that. I've <laughs> never been self I know you haven't, man. <laughs> or however you put it. I don't know. I just We've all experienced what it's like to be around somebody who has no awareness mm-hmm. yeah. of how they come yeah. across mm-hmm. and how they can hurt other people, and I've done that. And I think the other thing to bring up, too, why it's so important that we dive into this, I get a little confused sometimes because I think generally – people in society today focus too much on themselves mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i don't know if narcissistic is the right term or not maybe that's too powerful but we're obsessed with self <clears throat> right. i mean just obsessed and i you mm-hmm. i get caught up in it too whatever it is social media right. however you want to look at it that we are obsessed with self it seems yeah. mm-hmm. but why is it important at the same time to do your most work on the inside of you yeah and there's something mm. super spiritual about it there's mm-hmm. something yeah. super uh it's you find it, it manifests itself a lot physically in work environments, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your mm-hmm. family, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, we all realize, I think, at some point that the way that I can't just go on autopilot anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Autopilot for me doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Autopilot has hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
Yeah, it's so easy on one extreme to become so introspective to where you just stare at your own belly button for 10 years and, <laughs> and you're just so self-focused. And so that's definitely not a ditch we want to fall in. But I, I, think, I think what you said is so true because I think when you look at it this way, that the most loving thing that I can do for the people around me, the people in my family, the people I lead, is to walk into every room as a whole and full person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not an island. So everybody I come in contact with will be affected yeah. for the negative. Mm-hmm. It's like That's the good. whole analogy of water, you know, a full cup of water. Um, what spills out of you when people bump into you. Right. Yeah. And so the work that I do on the inside to either be whole, healthy, full, yep. or to just be on autopilot and destructive, mm-hmm. um, it's going to affect everybody around me. So perhaps the most loving thing I can do mm. is say, God whatever you believe, what needs to change on the inside of me yeah. to become a more integrated, aware person. That's good. It hurts, good. though, sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does. Why does it hurt so bad? Yeah. Well, for a three, <laughs> it hits the ego. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, man. We should, we should that, go through the types. Yeah. Because yeah. I wonder how, how it would hit well, all of us a little bit know, differently. I, there's a lot of different personality typing systems. So if you work in an organizational yeah. environment or if you've read any sort of literature, you know that there's DISC, there's <clears throat> the color test, there's Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, is, what am I missing? Is There's so many of these assessments yeah. out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, the, about, what do you say, two or three years ago mm-hmm. here in our our, our uh ministry offices whatever we kind of introduced uh i think a couple of us read a book that had come out and it talked about this what was seemingly new to us Mm -hmm. but has been around for a long time time. was the tool of the enneagram Mm. and you kind of see it and i thought it was witchcraft at first some people think it's witchcraft (laughs) some people yeah it's so accurate that sometimes it's like well he thought it was a pentagram and he he forbid us from talking about it for a few weeks i didn't but i did say it took about i did say it looks like a pentagram did it really it was a joke but yeah some people you know i i think that this is true and i don't think it's bad i think that a lot of people are super skeptical about Mm. personality tests well, I think, you know, Type we hate to be labeled, and labeled yeah. categorized. And you give certain people who are unhealthy the ability to stereotype you mm, and yeah. to predict all your oh, actions, yeah. and yeah, they will, and, and they'll and abuse it. They'll mm-hmm. abuse it, and they'll corner you. And I, mm-hmm. I've talked to so many people who mm-hmm. are so hesitant to dive into something like this that can be so helpful because they don't want to be labeled yeah. or cornered or stereotyped. Yeah. Would this help? So we, um, again, we do a very rudimentary, simple personality test in one of our growth tracks, and uh, we give a couple phrases at the yeah. beginning. We say, hey, this is uh, a snapshot, not a label. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is an explanation, not an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think you're so right. It can be either a powerful tool or a dangerous weapon. Yep. Yeah. I, you know, this so is the Enneagram, just to, it kind of permeated through our culture a couple of years ago as we, it's taken us years to, I think, really understand and appreciate it and to see it. You know, I think we've made some uh, mistakes with it and misused it even sure. mm-hmm. um, as we navigate through healthy and unhealthy seasons as people um, yeah. or as you have confrontations with people. I think it's easy to go, oh, well, you're just being a three, you know, <laughs> yeah. or you're just being an eight, you know. Um, but what it really is, is it's a, it's a nine different types, so types one through nine, mm-hmm. that really provide language and a snapshot and I've heard somebody say a low resolution picture for the essence of who you are. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. And so almost understanding that we all have to have to find a way Mm -hmm. to survive in the world. Mm -hmm. And so we get in this one box that works for us Mm -hmm. and we kind of navigate life that way. So whether it's the way you were born or whether it's the way you were raised or nurtured, Mm -hmm. there's lots of discussion on how you get your type. But 
uh, whatever. It looks like what trauma you experienced, mm-hmm. anything. As a child, we all navigate the world in a certain way. And to understand that just because something is normal for you mm-hmm. doesn't mean your normal is my normal. Yeah. It doesn't mean our normal is the people watching and listening. They're normal. Mm-hmm. And so how can we identify the box that we're in mm-hmm. and get out of it? Yeah. And so that's what the Enneagram is. It's a way to find mm-hmm. almost the essence of who you are. Um, and I think, and I just think too, just to add, I think that's one thing that's super important. And that we all have this desire as humans to go, how was I created? Yeah. Like, what was I created mm-hmm. for? Yeah. Right. I don't want to just, like, the world says this is wrong about me, but it feels so natural, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so how to navigate those things. So how did you guys maybe just personally, uh, let's talk about the process of finding your type. Mm-hmm. And can you talk about how you knew or, or what you read? Or you guys are both threes, so mm-hmm. it might be similar. I think be different. for me it was a combination of taking some tests, but also reading the book. Mm-hmm. And Which I had, book are you talking about? Just the, I did the Road Back to You mm-hmm. by Enneagram, not not Sacred. Uh, what was the other one? That was the other book we had yep. floating around for a yep. while. I can't Sacred, Enneagram. Sacred Enneagram. Yep. So I the like Road the Road Back, Back to, to You. We'll put that in the chat. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes and stuff. By Ian Cron. I that that book helped because it just goes through each type. Mm-hmm. It asks a lot of questions. I like the um, descriptors before each chapter mm-hmm. on each type. Like I honestly, I, I would read. Yeah. There was a couple of them that I read through, and I go, Yeah, I'm kind of like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like this. Reading through the descriptors, I ended up having to go down and go, um, like, okay, three, a seven. This, mm-hmm. I would read through and go, is this one true of me? Is this one true of me? Mm-hmm. And then the threes were, were the highest. Then I took a test after mm-hmm. that, and it came back three. So that's kind of how I kind of landed in three. But then I think part of it is is that, you know, in all of them, I get to the part where it talks about the negatives of, mm-hmm. of it, and I just immediately wanted to reject the negatives of every single one. Oh, that's not me. That's not me. Yep. So I got three. No, I don't think that's why. I think that's why I'm floating around yeah. trying to figure out what my number was so much. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to like accept or embrace the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, my primary motivation, mm-hmm. like it was hard for me because I, I didn't quite understand. It took a while to tap into because the biggest key is discovering your motivation. It's not the attributes because I feel like personalities get in the way and it's kind of, and then your job gets in the way and how long you've been you know alive gets in the way. Your trauma can get in the way of all mm-hmm. of that. So I feel like you have to get down to the motivation. Mm-hmm. What's the motivation? Yeah. The motivation for a three is so they're driven. They're also very image conscious. Mm-hmm. And, and so I had to kind of like, well, I don't think I'm image conscious. I'm always like, yeah, but you have 100 shirts hanging in your closet. <laughs> okay, what does that have to do with anything? Okay, we're talking about our soul here, right? <laughs> you know? And and so, um, like, you know, because in one sense, I don't care what people think about me, mm-hmm. or so I think. And then, but but as I would peel back layers, yeah. and I, that for me, I had to do that. I had to peel back yeah. layers and go, okay, wait, where does this really show through yeah. this core motivation? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot for me is a drive to succeed and is how people see me mm-hmm. in that. In the, and it's like, and, and failing is, is mm-hmm. like the biggest, like for a three, mm-hmm. like to fail is almost the end of everything. Yeah. So I had to avoid like, how do I avoid failure, failure at all, all costs? Yeah. But then the question though, it's not just avoid failure. It's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm having to go back in layers and go, okay, what's my motivation for avoiding failure? Yeah. It's, is it because I'm afraid of failing or is it because of how I think everybody's going to think of me right. and see yeah. me if I fail? Right. And that's when, when you start getting into those, you start going, 
oh. Mm. You, you know what I mean? It's yeah, a self-awareness journey, good. and I, I, it, it was mm. for me. I think it's important for people to know, too. Like, this tool, it's not – it's not meant to just be like a meme that you share on Instagram, right? right. It's not meant to right. just be, oh, well, we've all maybe seen those things shared on Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's the fall colors for an Enneagram 4. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> that. That can be very, yeah. It can, there you get into stereotyping yeah. and not typing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think if if you really want to use this to its full potential, I think, I mean, your journey was, was really cool to see because I remember, I mean, I was all up in your business, like, oh, I wanted to find <laughs> so out what you annoying. were, you know? Yeah. What's and, your number? Have you, have you, you read the book? Hard. And here's what's cool about the Enneagram is that I can't tell you what you are yeah. because it comes from the inside. Right. And yeah. so you have to do the work. Yeah. And so to mm-hmm. see you navigate, a lot of people are like, oh, I took this test and it said I was a this, this, that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but the what's cool is that it took you like weeks to figure oh, it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was. And the conversations that you had with, you know, myself and a lot of us got to have with each other as we're all figuring out our types together. Right. It was, that's some of the most mm-hmm. uh, uh, healthy things I think we can yeah. do yeah. as we talk with other people. So yeah. I'd encourage you, if you do this, don't do it alone. Yeah. Do it with your family. Yeah. Do it with mm-hmm. your coworkers. We do. Our whole family's done it. Yeah. Our family's read different chapters it's on so it. Helpful. We like to talk about it. it. At the end, will you drop links <clears throat> and give some more information? Yeah. I know we talked about the name of the book last time. It's by Ian Cron yeah. and Susie. Uh, Suzanne Stabile, Suzanne they Stabile. co-wrote it. But uh, our man Tucker, shout out to Tucker. I told him I'd shout him out last weekend, Woo. and he didn't get one. So uh, Tucker's man in our socials right now. So Tucker, if you can drop the book, and we'll great. put it in the show notes and everything. Mm-hmm. So everything we talk about. I resonate so much with what you said about the whole thought of what people think about you. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the, the layers that took me a while to peel back to. I think I'm still peeling back. Because there's very much a side of me that's like, no, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. There's very right. much that confident side, I think, of threes. Mm-hmm. Then there's that other side of me at times I'm like, really bothered by why I care so much in that moment yeah. of how somebody perceives me. And then their very three side of me is like, I'm bothered by the fact that I'm bothered of why I care <laughs> what that person thinks of me. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I shared last week when I read it, it was during, it, it was a prime time in my life for self-discovery. I'd kind of hit a wall just personally and, and was doing some self-reflection. And um, I think I was creating new patterns in my life that I thought were healthier for rest. Mm-hmm. And so it was, a, it was a time to really have some self-discovery. And I'd taken the test. It said I was a three. But then I took the book. This is the part you really resonate with is I wept when I read my chapter. What do you mean? This, I is, very, this is very much I, like, uh, Tim, I actually I d- walked I, in this morning I didn't and he weep. was weeping by the <laughs> d- table. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, I'm just searching my soul. I, I didn't singing. cry, but thank you. Yeah, I know you want Anyways, me to. I, so, yeah, he tries no. to cry and dust. I do. He tries to cry and he starts sneezing. So, um, <laughs> But no, for me, it, a part of it was I forgot about it. They have like this list at the beginning of the chapter that's mm-hmm. almost tongue in cheek. But some of it I was like, oh my gosh, people have told me that. One of the things for threes I remember from like three years ago was it, it says um, you could sell a MacBook uh, to uh, Bill Gates. Yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah. I actually think well, I, I think could, I could. <laughs> sell a MacBook to Bill <laughs> yes. Gates. So, and it goes through all that, but then it goes into like the essence. I love it because it's very, he lays it out very organized, but it's also anecdotal. So he talks about people in his life yeah. Yeah. Uh, that are like that. And then he goes into the essence of who you are, the motivation, the fears. And one of the things I was just thinking about this morning, you probably remember them. I don't remember them. Pastor Kevin's like the resident Enneagram scholar. But Mm -hmm. at the end of each chapter, he talks about what that number needs to hear. Mm. And so that was part of it too, because... What do I need to hear? So I can't remember. uh, Can you remind me? And you may even know better for my number, but I think a three needs to know that they're loved no matter their performance. And for me, I like a year or two before that had read this book by Donald Miller called Scary Close. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it's probably a book for threes, but for everybody, a great book on letting down your guard to be truly vulnerable and mm-hmm. to actually have intimacy in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and Donald Miller, he got married late in life. Um, he talked about some of the things that he went through. And he had this phrase, and I think it was in the beginning of the book, where he talked about it. He spent his whole life feeling like he had to get people to clap for him. And, and we could go psychoanalytical. There's even theories in college universities right now about um, uh, explaining things instead of Freudian terms about yeah. the, from the fall. Mm-hmm. The, oh. This this kind of Judeo-Christian belief that mm-hmm. we once had glory, but there's this fall, and now it's missing. So all of us are trying to get people to clap for us. Mm. But I feel like that's really sharp for a three. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, like, uh, so I think the curse of a three sometimes, an unhealthy three, is you're only as significant as your last good performance. Yes. Yeah. And so, but I read this Every thing by Donald Miller. Where he said, um, he said, you know, I feel like I'm trying to get so people stressful. to clap for me. But then going into the relational piece, he goes, but I feel like I've always been waiting for that person who will clap for me, but then love me enough to pull me off the stage and look at all my scars and love me for me. Oh, wow. And I remember reading that. I was like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, 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 and yeah. I read that to Patrick Tim one time. He, he wept for an I, hour. I, um, I, just, I, just, I don't see, I don't see so much. See, see, I don't, I don't. I, I, you cry so much. Let's move uh, on. I, I, I love. Right. I, I think it's helpful. Let's, to, let's to hear. We need to hit some of the types. That's what I want to go people, through. All the types. Let's not just talk about threes all the time. Yeah. We as know much the best as the number, threes but. would love us too. Well, yes. I know. And then I was the, sorry. You're last about part, threes again. I was really confused because then I read through the weaknesses and I didn't share any of those weaknesses. I understand. <laughs> so I understand I just, what you're saying. Listen. Let's talk about them all. So there's nine types, and again, these two are threes. What identify as threes? I'm an eight. Now, maybe you've heard about the wings of an enneagram and the where you go in health and unhealth and subtypes and all those things. And and listen, this is a really deep well, which is partly why it's so helpful. Yeah. But for the sake of today, we're just going to talk about the types and 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 maybe the things how they look in health and unhealth and and maybe how they make decisions and some things like that. So, type one. We've got the improver or mm. the perfectionist. And so uh, do you guys know any type ones? <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm not a one. Why are you, what are you clearing your throat at no, me just, for? Do you know any ones? Yes, I know one. People? I know lots of ones. I work with ones. I Who? live with one, maybe. Huh? Trey, Pastor Trey. Mm-hmm. He's a one. Jenny's uh, a one. Jenny, your I, wife I still question is a that, one. But. I don't know. We think she's a nine-wing well, one? one. Yeah, she's either a nine-wing one or a one-wing nine. Tell us so. about the ones from what you um, Okay, so ones have a really uh, high, I think, typically ethical standard. Mm-hmm. So they really believe in, like, what is morally right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I, for the longest time, I probably typecast her more, you know, honey, you're a one, you're a one, you're a one. Mm-hmm. Um, then after a while, we kind of started going, I think you might be a nine because she shares different attributes of both. But um, ones are, they're, they have a, a big, there's an interesting, they have a huge inner critic voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably their greatest struggle. It's like everything they do, they feel like, and that's where my wife doesn't really have that. Yeah. That's where it's kind of like, she's a little bit more of a nine. Um, but, but ones are very particular. They like things. They're sometimes almost to the point where I think you could get OCD, yeah. mm-hmm. um, about how everything is, is kind of put together, very organized. Ones usually are great organizers. Mm-hmm. They're my wife. That's where we kind of go. She either has a wing one. Details. She's very organized. Like, and you want to want to be your surgeon. You, you, you do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they, they, uh, they're, they're, Perfectionists, yes, but I think even more than that, like they they want to improve mm-hmm. everything around them, yep. including themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing, like I, I used to think my wife might be a one, is that the whole like 
she is so if it is wrong it's wrong yeah. black and white there's yeah. so black yeah. and white uh i am very much i don't know if it's a three thing or it's just a tim thing i am very much like okay rules were made to be bent I'm not going to break bad ones, but they were made to be bent yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the, let's ask forgiveness, not permission. Right. She's going to be like, why would we even ask? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know what it says. Well, yeah, I know, but yeah, a lot of times they just say that, and then they really, you know what I mean? And yeah. so mm-hmm. so I don't know how if she's a one, true one or, or, or a nine with a wing one, but that's where I see that mm-hmm. one come out of her, very much so. Yeah, very high on the morality standard. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. almost like heroic. Yeah. Morally, and if it's not right, just ethically right, you shouldn't do it. Decision well, I mean, making, ever, like if have you, you ever make been decision? around those people who are just good, mm-hmm. you're like, man, you I are married just, one. You are just a good person. Mm-hmm. The essence of who you are is I'm, just really good. I know. And mm-hmm. like you said, just to just to reiterate, the things about the one that I think are, I don't think I've ever seen. They tend to have same. a spirit yeah. of excellence about <laughs> yes. them. Not even just good yes. morally, but yeah. just in general, they're on top of things. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Ones too. I think it's good to maybe we'll dive into this one characteristic, but they are in what's called the uh, anger triad. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so uh, each one of these numbers exists with two others in a triad. And there's lots of different relationships, but I think this is helpful. That ones would I w- they're in the anger triad in a way that when they experience anger, mm-hmm. it's usually always directed at themselves. Mm-hmm. And so even if you screw up, mm-hmm. I'm going to get mad at myself for not having led you in a way mm-hmm. that would have helped you succeed. Do you think, though, that many times they project outwardly what they're feeling inwardly, but then it may not verbalize why? If, if a one yells at you, wow, I that think that... sounds like a work situation. I it think just I, came to light. Do you want to talk about <laughs> yeah. it? Do you want to talk about it? But if a, if a one is mad at you, they can be some of the most sharp um, uh, critics. But I would venture to say 99.9% of the time, they are more mad at themselves mm-hmm. than they are at you. Yeah. Right. They'll take the blame. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I yep. I miss. I dropped the ball. It's like mm-hmm. you didn't all the anger do is directed. But I mean, just such great people. Well, no, they but, are great. But, people. but but just to push back on that, here's why I asked that is because mm-hmm. I think sometimes maybe a one may not verbalize mm-hmm. that, and so you actually mm-hmm. think they're frustrated at you. They may just be frustrated, frustrated themselves. themselves. Yeah, yes. I, I can yes. say because I think yeah. it's an inner critic that they're constantly fighting. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's good. That's but it, it, they say this might be a fun trick to try. You'll know if you're a one if you pass or fail the dishwasher test. See, that's what doesn't make sense test. because I would pass the dishwasher test as a one. But my listen, wife does not. But What's here's the, the dishwasher deal. test? No, no, no. Okay. My wife here's does not, and it drives test. me crazy. Yes. And then I go back, and I reassemble the silverware and everything so because she just puts test. it in with stuff all listen, on it. Listen, if you think you might be married to a one, you might be living with a one, just throw all your dishes into the dishwasher. The wrong way. Just pile them up in there. And see if your spouse or your roommate or whatever fix it. fixes it. What see, does it say about here's me? The thing, they might I, be a one. But here's the thing. I fix it. Well, you might be I do, a one. No, I'm not. Yeah, you might no, be a I'm one. No, I'm not. I Trust me. I this is going to be have... really helpful for you no, as you figure I out your actual just, type. I fix it all the time. Like, <laughs> and, and I stop saying anything about it because she just says, fine, well, then you just do it. Oh, <laughs> but I go in, and the silverware is all jammed into one section mm-hmm, instead yeah. of spread out. You know, it has a little basket where you can do each individual one, so it's that. And then our dishwasher, to me, isn't the greatest. So I go back and wash everything a little bit first. Just rinse it off. I because think that's she OCD. Just, that's what I – and she puts up – no, here's the you reason why. You lost me at dishwasher. Let, let me tell you why. Here's why I do it. Here's why I do it. It's not OCD. The reason why uh-huh. I do it is because a lot of times I unload the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And so when I unload the dishwasher and half of the stuff is not clean mm-hmm. – so it, did, it wasn't successful. So I had to go back and fix we'll it so it would be successful. Let's move on. Three. Type two. We'll talk about Type that two. more. Just a quick shout-out to my dad, too, who's watching. Hey, Dad. 
Um, What's up? He, he, the man. He's the man. We'll I get into your, your number here soon. Your dad, dad is awesome. By saying? the way, he's the general manager at Buckeye Nissan. If you need a car, you need to see Steve Illich. Buckeye Nissan, I'm telling you, we there are we so thrilled to death mm-hmm. with them. Buckeye Nissan, they're the greatest. Uh, well, thank you to our sponsors. They're very sponsor. Yeah, if you guys if want to sponsor, be that'd be great. I'm literally, I like. Shoot an email. We in. own Nissans, and, we, you know, like we have, and we love Buckeye. We do have a price. You know, the very first car mm-hmm. that my wife and I ever bought together was from Buckeye Nissan, where he was the general manager. This was 20, 20, what, four year, 22 years ago. Before we ever knew you, I think before you were ago. born, yeah. uh, and and he was the general manager at the time. I had no idea. That's crazy. And Small I'm back. World. So, anyways, move on. We'll Take get two. to his number in a second. But nice. Thanks for the plug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the next number, number two, mm. uh, the helper, the befriender. Russ, have you ever seen a two? Okay. I don't know if you know this. That's why you asked this. But I have a lot of twos in my life. So twos, mm. uh, super warm, mm. super caring, bleeding hearts. And um, I have a lot of twos. I work with twos. Mm-hmm. My mom is a two. Mm-hmm. This is maybe something to psychoanalyze later, but I have often dated, therefore, twos. <laughs> um, and I uh, know, not to get too personal. <laughs> uh, and uh, twos are amazing. Yeah. Um, twos are really, really amazing. And uh, if you want a, uh, the helper, mm-hmm. right? And um, incredible, incredible at... Uh, it's stepping into whatever situation they need to or perceive they need to mm-hmm. yeah. um, to support. Yeah, twos have a gift for, I think, identifying the need mm-hmm. and a yeah. compulsion to meet it. Mm-hmm. So like you said, they're called the helper. They're called the befriender. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool term because mm-hmm. have you ever met those people who are just friends with everybody? Mm-hmm. It's like any if you go out yeah. to eat, they know five people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, twos know everybody, yeah, right. and you want them in your corner, and, right. and you need them in your life. They make... Um, They're very great approachable. Helpers, great friends, Relational. very approachable, very caring, warm, mm-hmm. giving. Um, their motivation, yeah, I wrote it this way, they have a need to be needed mm-hmm. and to avoid acknowledging their own need. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes twos are overgivers mm-hmm. and that they give, 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 meet needs, meet, that mm-hmm. they will become unfamiliar, uh, maybe even not intentionally, mm-hmm. with their own needs as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I was having dinner with a couple on Friday. And they had just taken the test. And so she was just coming to terms with part of the resentment issues Mm -hmm. that she deals with. And you can tell me, I think this is typical for a two, is a two genuinely helps because they want to help. They desire to help. They don't do it for any other reason. However, if enough time (laughs) goes by that that is taken for granted and then I helped in return, there can be in an unhealthy moment a resentment that forms that comes back. And this is actually, I'll just own some of my weaknesses. I realize this is part where I think I have at times the unhealthy side of a wing two. Because I have felt, I'm like, oh, as she said, I'm like, I'm like that at times. Like, I love to help people. I love Mm -hmm. to pour into people. Mm -hmm. I love to do that. And I don't feel like I do it for any other reason. Mm -hmm. But if if there's a if there's a betrayal deep enough or a tame for Rand deep enough, if I'm not if I don't watch it, I can come back and be like, but I did this, yep. I did that, and uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I I love twos. I I think that you, just to give people a visual, you think about that person who always is bringing a casserole, mm-hmm. you know, to somebody in need. You think about I I was talking to Pastor Rick, one of our twos that works here, and. 
when they're at the grocery store, they're thinking about what they need to buy for other people. <laughs> oh, I, I need, can't even fathom that. I need. I might. I don't well have buy, very much to wing in. I might as well out. buy ten more gift cards because I don't know when I might need them. I know? don't think right. I have they're very much to wing. That is so coffees. true. They're that buying so for the you do? for the person no, behind. I'm them. not like that. Okay, but, but the twos, twos I are know yeah. are absolutely like that. It's almost unanimous when you talk to a two. It's mm-hmm. like when you go grocery shopping, do you buy things for other people? Yeah, when they don't even need it yet. And do they make just a case? And do they make you? See, my wife will do that. That's why yeah. I wonder, okay, are you a one-way yeah. two? But yeah. maybe she, I don't we know. We should have her on. That'd be fun. I, so I have God kids. Yeah. And that family, uh, the wife is a two. And they'll call sometimes, and she'll be weeping over a stranger she just met or, or over a puppy that she found out wasn't going to be adopted. And I'm on the other line. And even though I do feel like I have compassion, I'm thinking, I'm a jerk. Because <laughs> I'm trying to make myself care as deeply about someone that I have never met. <laughs> Have you experienced yeah. that? Like, oh, I feel like no. twos are immediately able to. Twos are great. They're yeah. great empathizers. Um, they're actually, if we're going to continue to talk, as a one is in an anger triad, a two is in a heart triad. And so. Uh, That's an, the best an, triad. An, yep, an emotional triad. And so they, uh, the predominant feeling that they have is <laughs> is in their heart and in their mm-hmm. emotions. And mm-hmm. um, uh, am, I, am I saying that right? Is yeah. Yeah. Triad, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Because you no, guys are do. in the same triad as a yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Basically, they are so in tune with, mm-hmm. with other people's emotions and mm-hmm. with their feelings. Yeah, that's yeah. good. It's very interesting. So threes, I'm going to run through these because if I let you guys talk, we'll talk about it. No, I, th- I said we need to keep going. So threes, I'll give you just the academic version of what a three is. Hopefully this resonates with you at home. Threes, the achiever or the performer as they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are both threes. We have a lot of threes that work here. A lot of threes are just in charge of things um, because they're just very success-oriented. Driven. Very driven um, and image conscious. And that's not just a bad thing. I think no. that's uh, as far as when you look a lot at what we do here as a, as a church, um, a lot of the excellence has to do with the fact that you have that image in mind that you don't want it to be a I care how people see our church. Yes. I just care how someone for the first time shows up, that there's not trash, yep. that there's not this, yep. that it yep. looks well put together. And, and you'll say this often, free. that if... If we try to uh, share the most excellent message that there ever was, mm-hmm. that we want to have an excellent presentation, right? Yeah, because yeah. that's what it deserves, and that's yeah. what it. So there's don't just think about image conscious as something that's a negative, because right. It's not um, motivations for threes. They're driven to succeed or to be successful to avoid failure mm. at all costs. Mm. Um, decision makers, they're uh, kind of pragmatists or care a lot about efficiency. Mm. Um, and that's my love language, right? They think a lot about pros and cons. Um, very efficient. Some of the most efficient people I know Amen. are threes. Preach it. So. We can move on. We talk a lot about threes. We so. do, and we probably will for the rest of our lives. So, yeah, um, <laughs> we should. Uh, fours. They say that fours are the. Uh, there's less fours than any other number hmm. on the enneagram in the world, which is mm. they're so unique, and they love it. Oh, they, they love it being unique, way. don't they? I the have romantics great relationships with fours in my life. Um, they're called the individualist, yeah. um, the romantic. They're also in that that feeling triad, and they what they feel though. They feel they mm. have a. a a great relationship. Does it, is it with me? Their but does it seem like that the twos and the fours of the heart triad feel a whole lot more than the threes, or is it just me? Yeah. So as the <laughs> maybe it's just I should have said that. So the three, you were born without a feeling. Okay. So <laughs> I do feel, but I'm just maybe it's just me then. Okay. You'll, you'll feel this year Never next mind. year. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes yeah. you a while. Yeah. It takes you a while. But that's because like, I'll already be in the next year. It's 2025, and it's like I had to 2020. Hey, do you agree with Ian for the good and the bad that America's number? is three 
Yes, I mean when you think Pro- about progress. the American dream, we're all about you think progress. About the stereotypical person is that America's three. three. That's mm-hmm. I progress. see. I told you we weren't going to talk about threes. <laughs> Move on. And here we are. Four. Um, but I think it is helpful what you brought up as far as the the feeling triad, mm-hmm. um, the heart triad. Mm-hmm. You've got threes who are known for their dissociation. That's with what their I mean. Mm-hmm. We so, dissociate with so feelings. So threes, Fours for the most not. part, okay. And there's again, this is a low resolution mm-hmm. picture, but uh, for threes, you'll find them very distant from their emotions. Not ignoring them, just distant. It's hard. Mm. A lot of times, because they get in the way. A great gift of you what you're trying to accomplish. A, a, great, <laughs> a great gift you could buy for a three is one of those feeling balls, uh. and so that's literally this little ball that it has all of the different feelings on it, and so you have to like. G- Find the feeling. It's like, like a mood ring? Yeah, it's like pick no. which feeling you're feeling right now. It's anyway, like you those still are have a Fours. <laughs> fours live in their in their emotions, man. They um They're moody. They they can be moody. They're very sensitive. A lot <laughs> so of hard. He is harsh. He's very fours are known for their creativity. They are. So some of the most creative people. Mm. I dive know, into a four wing, so I understand. A lot of our people on a creative team, I think, can resonate with that four. Mm. Um, people who are the romantics, the nostalgic people that we know. Um, mm. Like I said, very emotional. Their motivation <laughs> is. A, can we take the camera off of him? Their motivation this. is is their need to be special and unique. Um, and they use a lot of intuition to make decisions. They yeah. go by their feelings. Yeah. So well, let's talk about fours a little bit. Not you, but Pastor Russ. Let's talk about a four. So the reason he's looking at me is because he's convinced I have a wing four, which there are parts of four. four. So, but again, um, this is where it gets complex. And this is mm-hmm. another reason we say it's great to read the book and to do this in community because I'm higher in seven and eight than I believe I am in my wings. Mm-hmm. But if I were a wing, yeah. Between two and four, it would probably most likely be four, because I do I, I do love to dive into the creative process of writing and um, and uh, ideation and creativity, and I, I am an aesthetic smells and it smells texture it matters environment. Oh, I, this is another person I think, but yeah. um, was it the the hypersensitive? Like you're very this is it's not an enneagram thing, but you're hypersensitive to environments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I won't go in Audi because the environment depresses me. Yeah, so me. fours are mm. very fours are most in tune with what's missing. Wow. Mm. Some people don't have to go. What's on. missing? <laughs> what's missing inside themselves? Yeah. There's always a longing inside of a four mm-hmm. for what's missing in their makeup, yeah. and also what's missing in their space. Is that resonating with or connected to um, the nostalgia piece? Yeah, because I'm that, hyper nostalgic yeah. and sentimental. But part of us, you know, me if, too. If we want to get super spiritual just for a second, part of us we're all longing. For a perfect world, good right? Oh. And so fours, that's just right at the surface. Mm. Very good. There yeah. we go. Segway into fives. Fives, uh, they're called the investigator, the observer. Mm. I thought that you were a five. Mm. I'm uh, very analytical, first. so I can see it. Yeah, so fives, um, we worked with some fives here, uh, and they, I feel like, are the number who is the most self-sustaining. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. They don't need anybody. Yeah that they um, want to create a world in which that they are so secure, mm-hmm. don't have any sort of needs from other people. I don't know if I'm describing it in a great way, but you guys want to chime in on fives. Yeah, very analytical, very yeah, self, self, um, self-sustaining, self uh, uh, tend to be introverted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and are very loyal. Yeah. 
very, very loyal. Very and, private. Very private. Yeah. All of and, those things were what made it hard for and, me and, to identify. And just to with. get practical, again, this is one of the reasons this is so helpful because one of the people I work with, I'll just say Jesse McCoy, yeah. if he's watching Jesse, Man, yeah. is just incredible. He's one of the best leaders I've ever met. But for me as a three, who uh, a three's desires to be admired, mm-hmm. I would tend to think, oh, praise somebody in public. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. but learning who people are, like I learned with Jesse, being able to give him specific, like, because he just does an incredible job at everything he does. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't need what maybe it's a, th- a three would right. need. It means right? nothing to him. Yeah, it means yeah. nothing to him. But specific, like, um, actual quality time right. to yeah. say, here's where you've scored, means a whole lot more than That's it would for a seven or a three to. Fives probably make great accountants, mm-hmm. actuaries, IT, IT. I like. I mean, there's so many things I identify with a five. Five, mm-hmm. analytical, detached. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, from their emotions. Yeah. So they, uh, but not on purpose. It's just <laughs> a lot of things. You might know if you're a five, it might be helpful. Fives love to read. They're always mm-hmm. reading. I don't love to read, but. Yeah. No, I do. I read. I'm reading. You love to I, learn. I love to learn. They say Bill Gates was a five. I love to learn. So that part of me drives me to read. So, yeah. but I don't know if this is a five thing or a three thing. I'm like currently, I will do four, five, six things at once. Yeah. I have two physical books I'm reading. I have an audible I'm listening to, and then I have three or four podcasts that I listen to on a weekly I basis. Think five. And I rotate. Listen, here's so, another thing mm-hmm. that might help you if you if fives you, would never. Embrace what I do. Have you ever talked to somebody and and you don't get? (laughs) Listen, I don't know if that's true. Back to fives. Have you ever (laughs) talked to anybody where you feel like um, they're giving you like the? uh, I'm just gonna say (laughs) f off, go away vibes on their face. No, that is you haven't. You know that is very much a five thing. Yeah, and that is fives feel no need to reciprocate any sort of visual satisfaction with what you're saying. Yes. I mean, there's just nothing in them that feels like they need to give that to you. That's um, so true. So you might be be a five if you're, uh, like, you know. Do you have RBF? Yeah, if you have RBF. Um, That's so true. The yeah. first time I met the the parents of my godkids, mm-hmm. the husband, I thought, hated me. Yeah. Hated me. I walked away from my first encounter. I was like, he hates me. Yeah. And then I was like, no, these are the most incredible people. They just That's need time and space to process. I think another thing about fives might be helpful. You might be a five if you have like a place in your house that is yours, mm. a place that you go to. Maybe you read there. You'll, you will find fives often in their perch, in their room, in their sanctuary where it's, everything's theirs. And that's fives also, they, uh, they uh, hoard knowledge and information. Mm. And so fives at any given time are researching um, all of these different things that are interesting to them. Mm. And so they're not going to present that to you. <laughs> they're not going to present that to you. That's, there's a lot of attributes that I identify right. with a five, but I don't think I am. They're not going to present that to you. But if you ask them, you say, hey, what, what are some <clears throat> things you're learning about right now? <clears throat> like I ask this question often with Pastor Jesse. It's like, what are some things you're learning about right now? And Oh, I'm playing this farming game and all I'm doing, I mean, just always learning about different things. Yeah. Uh, fives are fascinating. Um, Let's move on yeah. Yeah. to the six, the mm. loyalist, as they mm. call it, the skeptic. Now, whereas fours are the least um, uh, uh, represented number in the population, they say sixes most. are the most represented number. So do you guys so know any sixes and anything about them? Sixes, loyalists? Uh, I actually thought, we thought, thought, we thought my daughter, uh, Lauren, was a six for a long time. Mm-hmm. She did. 
She ended up really, I think, identifying as a nine. But there's a, it's, it's weird because I think nines can go to six when they're stressed. Yep, yep. And so she, she was always stressed. And so yep. it was coming out in some of them. Sixes tend to be, um, the, the, when you think about a six, um, they're, they're practical. They're very committed. That's the loyal part. They're yeah. super committed to, you know, to, to people. Um, a lot of times it's interesting, though, they're a worst-case scenario thinkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would see that sometimes in my daughter when she's stressed. Oh, this mm-hmm. is going to fall apart. This is not going to work. I'm, you know what I mean? And they kind of go to that. Mm-hmm. But I think, that's, I think we ended up finding, she, she was like, I never identified with the motivation, though, of a six. She found out she kind of goes there. Um, they, they have a need for security. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be risk takers, yep. mm-hmm. probably naturally. Um, safety. And they're, they tend to be, I think, motivated by fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So n- not like that's the – it's like right. fear drives, I think, a lot of yeah. what sixes do. And so if it is like I, I would not – if you're a six, you're probably naturally not a risk taker. Yeah. You're probably but not great, somebody who's – But great at assessing risk. Mm-hmm. Oh, great yeah. at – you need sixes around mm-hmm. you, especially if you're a seven. seven. Yep. You, you know, I think even even eights and threes, I mean, tend to fall a lot of times in leadership very roles and business oriented. Very, yeah, optimistic. This, we need sixes who can come around and go, mm-hmm. yeah, but have you thought about this and right. this? Because if you don't do this, then the whole thing's going to blow up. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I think sixes are good to have around. No, uh, yeah. No, I agree. That's what I was going to ask if there's ever any tension. Because I do feel like maybe it's too stereotypical to say this, but I do feel like threes and sevens are hopelessly optimistic. Mm-hmm. Maybe sevens even more than threes. Mm-hmm. And so with sixes, I could see them getting a bad rap. Yeah. For being pessimistic, yeah. whereas you need those people. Yeah. That's, that's that's the whole beauty of humanity. Is you need all these numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know, I was talking to my dad. Shout out to my dad again, who's a six. We mm. walked in yesterday. He's general, general manager for yeah. Buckeye Nissan. Yeah, in case you need go. a Nissan, yeah. make sure you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. By the way, like I'm plugging yeah. it. I, we're not getting anything back. Can we get a car? We'll <laughs> plug this. Yeah, extra car. I'll drive it. I. <laughs> but my that was such an eight thing. Right, uh, sixes. You know, like you said, I think they can get a bad rap. They're the ones in a meeting that maybe they sometimes seem like a Debbie Downer. You have this mm. really entrepreneurial, yeah. exciting idea that's going to blow things up. Mm-hmm. And the sixes at the table are going to tell you the four reasons why that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Or I hope you're thinking about these five things. Right. Sixes are, when you think about worst-case scenario thinkers, I've heard it said one time that sixes suffer from pre-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> not post. And that they Pre. will feel all the stress and the trauma before anything bad happens. So they're constantly preparing for what could go wrong. Yeah. And it's not... I Use think them that, to forecast. What's right? that? Use them to forecast. Yeah, I think that sometimes you'll, you know, I think the stereotype, not the type for a six, is that, oh my gosh, they're so anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. But their anxiety comes before something bad would happen. Mm-hmm. So um, sixes are walking down the street and they're the ones that are thinking, oh, well, a car is pretty likely to come off and, and hit me on the sidewalk. And what would I do in case I heard the squealing of the tires and mm-hmm. where would I need to throw my kids? Before I, you know, these mm-hmm. things like defensive driving, like all mm-hmm. of these, um, these attributes that a six is constantly thinking about what could go wrong and what would I do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, when those things do happen, when the tragedies do happen, there is no one calmer than a six. Mm-hmm. They saw it coming. The six has <laughs> they saw it coming. They know exactly what, what they, they would do. do in that situation. Yeah. Well, wow. it's good. You know, I heard a story told one time of a six. So they're who, a bomb diffuser. Yes, exactly. Of a six though that had this weird fear that that what would I do if my roof fell into my house just randomly, and one day, their roof caved in in their house, and she was she was just completely fine about it. She's like, yeah, I knew that. I just kind <laughs> so of prepared for strange. this. Huh. So. Very interesting, okay. uh, but the loyalists, the people that you want to have in your corner. So mm. we have um, three types left. We need we, to go. We need to go. We need to move. We need mm-hmm. to book it. Mm. 
Seven, sevens, the enthusiasts, mm. the adventurer. Uh, they're fun, spontaneous, outgoing, entrepreneurial, big idea people, but don't do very well at executing things. Mm. Uh, might have big ideas and might have a lot yeah. of energy at the at the start of something, um, but mm. but as uh, it gets more serious and as you get into more managing type mm-hmm. roles, mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really succeed. But great starters, great uh, great entrepreneurs. Uh, they have a motivation, a need to avoid pain. And to plan stimulating experiences, and they dream of unlimited possibilities. I have a mm. sister-in-law who's a yep. who's a seven, Anna. and They're spontaneous, very spontaneous, very spontaneous people. And she, um, probably just a couple months ago, fell in love with skydiving, <laughs> yeah. and so now mm. she drives two or three hours, four or five times a week to skydive as much as she can to get some certification. Yeah, very seven. Mm. What about the sevens you guys know? Well, first off, this is again one of the numbers that caused me to have an enneagram identity crisis yeah, because I thought it was a seven for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, brief. so Steve Rao, who's on our staff, we joke that he's the mayor of Lancaster, mm-hmm. doesn't go anywhere without knowing anybody. And my friends in some of the states I used to live in always said that about me. I, I dated a girl one time that would not let me go into the grocery store. She's like, "You'll never come out yeah. because you don't meet a stranger." So that extroverted, mm-hmm. um, hopeless optimist—I love what you yeah. said—dreams about yep. unlimited possibilities. Like all of that is a resonating factor uh, for me. Um, but yes, yeah, sevens are the life of the party. Usually, yeah. they're, they're sevens fun to be around. So much you want fun. sevens on your They'll team. They'll loosen you up. Yeah. They'll go on a road trip. Yeah. The drop of a hat. Uh, incredible, incredible people. Yeah, I thought for a brief moment I was a seven based on the descriptors because of the things you just described. So I think mm-hmm. there's an overlap between sevens and threes because yeah. threes tend to be very vision-oriented. Mm-hmm. They're very much about yeah. building, accomplishing, mm-hmm. uh, and they see things. Mm-hmm. So that part resonated. Mm-hmm. But that's where I got confused. But I was like, I am not spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> I want like I want to have it planned out. I like mm-hmm. routine. Mm-hmm. So I was really struggling for a while yeah. there because of some of, those, some of that crossover. Yeah. Um, but I, I found out, I just, I really feel like I'm not a seven in, in all, so many different ways, but I like that. I think sevens are fun to be around. Oh, that's the thing about a yeah. seven is like, yeah. get them on your team. But, but to, to, you know, not stereotype. Here's what's interesting that podcast we're listening to is Bill Gates is a five, but they say that Steve Jobs is probably a seven. Yeah. Because of his adventures it, and his travel. And his start and, entrepreneurs, his start stuff. You mm-hmm. just, if you're going to be a seven and you have all these great ideas, you need to put people around you. This is where self-awareness matters. Yeah. You need to put people around you to help build it. Mm-hmm. So whereas that's where I started to disconnect from it and go, no, I'm the one that built the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I'll build the, the steps to get yeah. there. Whereas yeah. a seven, I don't think has any idea how. Yeah, I think they're, they're, a one, they're like, here's step one. Sevens are great entrepreneurs, great yeah. visionaries, poor managers. Whereas yeah. the three would be a great manager. Yeah. Um, so sevens, find you some threes or some ones and let them manage your crap. It's good. Um, <laughs> that's great. Sevens, uh, I think, uh, are known for being happy all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think that there's also this unconscious need to avoid pain. Yeah. yeah. And so if you often talk long enough to a seven, um, they're like the the little kid that you're trying to tie down to feed them their medicine. Yeah. That sometimes in life we need to experience pain, yep. yeah. and it deepens us. Right. And sevens yeah. will avoid that at all costs, making right. light of everything, mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. just running from experience to experience as yeah. long as we'll avoid what might make me feel some negative emotion. Yep. Yeah, and good. so often if you talk long mm-hmm. enough to a seven, and how are you doing? Oh, great. You know, I did this thing, that thing. How are you really doing? And just that one question, you'll get to a really deep place yeah. of a lot of emotion um, that I think uh, a lot of people don't like to feel, but it's healthy. So yeah. sevens yeah. are great. Um, the eight, 
That's my number. So there is no number that's greater than any other number on the Enneagram. But if there was, it'd be the eight. Why don't you guys describe me, please, to everybody? Well, Kevin, he's a uh, great guy to be around. Uh, no, yeah. uh, well, we, we're running out. We're running out of time now, so we no, actually are out of time. So numbers. we're just going to have to skip no, the last two numbers. numbers. So, yeah, you, and I want. We're going to get this so much more than this. this You're taking great. way too long. We need a challenger. So yeah, we eights keep talking about threes. Eights are eights are uh, challengers. Eights are annoying. Eights are no, they're not. Eights are great. Actually, I, I will say this: I am very grateful to have you around on the team. Um, eights are just they're they're intense. Um, they're they they take command. So a lot of times they end up being in executive roles. They end up leading organizations. They end up doing that because of just their almost their personalities to kind of take take control of something. They want to be in control of something. Sometimes they can be domineering. I think sometimes I think when you get to the unhealthy side, it, it really comes out, and then you you'll know when you come across an eight that is unhealthy, and you'll be like, oh, they're the worst number mm-hmm. in all of them when they're unhealthy. When they're healthy, they can get stuff done, mm-hmm. and um, I think one of the great parts, um, you know. I think we've talked about the motivation of an eight before as well. Um, they they need to exert strength and control over others and environment to kind of this is the part mask tender vulnerabilities and things like yeah. that. So they, I just one of the things that I appreciate about having you as an eight uh, around is you're a you know I I will question you'll question everything. You, if, if it does not feel like there's enough facts and other things. See, that's what's weird. In decision-making process, you know, you're going to have ones, you have others that, that are going to probably go, my gut says this. Yeah. Well, an eight's going to fight back against your gut. Yeah. They're going to say, no, 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 wait a minute. What are the facts that really say that this is the best decision to make? Devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. They love to play it. Um, and so I think, I think that's great. I think they can. I, I just think the, the separation between a healthy eight, a healthy eight can be one of the most productive people on your team. Mm-hmm. They can be, you want them. Mm-hmm. I think they also are really quick. Here's one of the things that I, I have come to learn and love about you, Kevin, on the team. I love how ginger you, you are approaching. No, no. One of the things I've come to learn and love about you is that One of the greatest areas for growth of opportunity is, is that I, I have found that I can trust your gut. Probably, you know what I mean? Like, like, like your gut response to something a lot of times may end up being the right answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might take me, like, I want to process through the facts to get to it because it was an idea that was like this. And, oh, okay, yeah, you might write about how we have to do it. So I think eights, a lot of times, they kind of just, they either have a sense they, can, they know in the gut. Intuition. And intuition. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of times, I'd say more often than, than, more often than not, it's right. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think what I was saying, there's a huge separation, healthy eights and unhealthy eights. I just think unhealthy eights are probably the worst number. When they're unhealthy, because they're, yeah, yeah, because they're domineering, because of, because of that, they can leave a trail of wake behind them. And so that's, that's true. But I I think they're great. I have a good friend of mine, uh, you know, a a pastor in Lancaster, Matthew Johnson. He's an eight, uh, very different eight than any of the other eights that I know, but he is an eight, probably because of our relationship in this different, different environments, mm-hmm. the way it comes out. But like most of the people on his executive team are eights. Yeah. So he loves eights. You know what I mean? So, and it's hard not to surround yourself with everybody that's got a yeah. type like you. Yeah. Right. It's hard. 
Well, I know for time's sake, we probably need to get, we'll circle back yeah. in, in part two. But no, I, th- I think what you said is right on because it is in the gut triad. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's very, it's a very guttural. Eight, nine, um, one. Uh, the yeah. intensity of emotion mm-hmm. comes from a mm-hmm. deep, yeah. authentic place. So I feel like eights are very genuine yeah. and very authentic. And I agree with you. I think, you know, a great uh, bow on it for now is that a healthy eight can be one of the most productive and yeah. an unhealthy one of the mm-hmm. most destructive. Dest- yeah, it is. It's a polarizing you number, said it I well. feel like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I um, yeah, I, I'd say you guys are spot on. I care a lot about just speaking from my perspective. I care a lot about authenticity. Mm-hmm. I will be behind you, very loyal. Mm-hmm. I but I expect it in return too, yeah. and that the one of the, uh, it, it, I'm not saying this is healthy, but if 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 you cross me, I'm black and white. Mm-hmm. I will kill a relationship if you cross me. Yeah, and I care so much about loyalty. And if I open up to you, and if I am authentic with you, and mm-hmm. if we've gained that trust, then I would hope that I can trust you with it, Yeah, you know, but very black and white thinker, very mm-hmm. gut, big idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have any limits in my head. Like it, mm-hmm. I, I literally think I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And that cost me in my life a lot. And you know, that's, I think how you grow is you, <laughs> you find your limits and mm-hmm. you go, Oh my gosh, I crossed my, that yeah. is my line. And I have destroyed all of this around me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to change. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, a nine moving on the peacemaker. Uh, if they they say that eights have the most energy of any number in the enneagram, and if that's true, that the nine has the, the least. least energy. That's and why. Yeah. They say that nines start their day slow, and my taper off throughout the course of the <laughs> not day. Not a morning person, <laughs> but my wife is a nine. Uh, nines are the sweetheart mm-hmm. of the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. There is nobody sweeter in the world than the Nines. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, they're the peacemaker. They're the mediator. They're mm-hmm. the person you want to be the glue and and um, just have a sweet presence about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can probably speak to all this because, like I said, my wife is a Nine. If you're watching, babe, I love you. Um, <laughs> my wife's they're, a Nine. And they're very pleasant, very laid back, mm-hmm. very accommodating. Um, keeping the peace in life with all the people that mean the, a lot to them is very important. Mm-hmm. Peace is what they're striving for. And when they can't get it in their environment, nines often, um, you might find a nine by themselves in a room, staring into the corner of the room, um, completely removed from life. Mm-hmm. Nines can access what they call in this language, in the Enneagram language, their inner sanctum. Mm-hmm. And so that's where they, that's where their peace exists if they mm-hmm. can't get it in their external. So, mm-hmm. um, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Nines um, sometimes they have a hard time identifying. I think their own wants and needs and desires mm-hmm. because they are very in tune and understand every other number's uh, desires and wants. They say they're mm-hmm. at the top of the enneagram, and so they can see every single. And they look at a three and go, "Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I understand." Mm-hmm. They're the yep. only number I feel like that can completely agree with you, or you feel like they've completely agreed with you, but they actually have completely different feelings. Oh, yeah. That is, yes. You'll think they agreed with yeah. you. Yeah, it's like they're saying with their head, yes, I totally see where you're coming from, but they might not agree. <laughs> so yep. very interesting. Um, you know, like I said, we've, we've run a little long today, but uh, the Enneagram's been such a, a helpful tool mm-hmm. uh, in our life and our language, and I just love uh, PT, if you could maybe just wrap this up and tell us why it's important, um, how this can help us in things like our marriage. How's it helped you yeah. in your marriage and your relationship with your kids as a leader, everything? 
Yeah, I think there's there are so much other than the types that we could get into in our own relationships. I feel like that the self-awareness, um, that's, I think, the first place to start. So I think if you want to, you know, get the book, you want to take a test, uh, the paid tests usually work better than the, the free ones. But I think self-awareness is really big. So you learn about your motivations. You learn about when you're healthy and when you're unhealthy. I think that's the first place to start. Mm-hmm. But I also think that where it's been really helpful in our environment here in ministry at home, like we all, like my youngest daughter, Audrey, she's an eight. My wife, all those things you described, she's all those things to a T. She's a nine. I really think she's a nine wing one. Um, you know, and, and so like figuring that, and my, my oldest daughter's a nine. Mm-hmm. And so like interpersonal relationships is, I believe, one of the greatest keys to being successful mm-hmm. in life and in business and in work learn how to relate to the people on your team learn how to relate to people like that and you'll go a lot further in life it's about relationships I think I think that's what goes back to God made us all so unique and so different but learning to interact with one another I think is so important and so to me I think you, you start with yourself okay then you learn so in relationships I've learned this take me a lot of years to understand this that like my wife, like, if I'm saying something and it will be a little bit of an argument, she will just shut down and stop. Mm-hmm. So you can go. So to me, it'd be like, oh, you don't care? Just you know, no. As a nine, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I'll let you be right. Yep. It's mm-hmm. not worth the conflict. Mm-hmm. That's what a nine would think. Mm-hmm. You know. So as I learn and grow in that, I understand, like, if she's shutting down, it's like, okay, I am – I. I'm a three, so I'll fight to win. Yep. Like, until the end, I'm going to prove I'm right. <laughs> Even if I'm wrong, I'm going to prove just that I'm right. I'm just – and so, so I just think learning that. I think as a parent, learning your kids' numbers – this is so weird strange, but, like, um, you know, I think a great example is, like, if your kid's a seven and you learn that, that you're going to – what is going to make them excited? If you want to do something fun with a seven, then it's going to be spontaneous. Hey, right after school, what do you say we go putt-putt? Yeah. Oh, that'd be so much fun, right? That's what a seven is going to maybe love to do. And so learning those things and learning how, how they operate in the world, I think, is, is so important. So I think self-discovery is huge. I think uh, learning to be able to relate to one another, learn what, other, what in your own family, learn what makes when they're healthy and when they're unhealthy. Yes. And, so they can, and, and help them do it. It's, it's fun. I just think it's fun, I too. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. I want to be a better people person. I think that's one of the biggest things as a three one of the things, uh, there's a phrase, it was either Myers-Briggs or one of them, I remember in a book that I read that was so true for me because I'm very analytical. I think about all the details. Uh, I'm going to make decisions more so removed from how is it going to make that person feel versus I think this is the right decision right. for all. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I, I would do. And, and so one of the, the best phrases I've ever heard that for like someone like me is that are, is a thinker. So mm-hmm. as part of the, the Myers-Briggs, and I'm a thinker, is that I need to learn to think people. Yes, that's good. <laughs> so, so I need to learn to think people. Yeah. And so I, I just think that that's what it helps me do. It helps me learn how to think people, see people. It's great. Yeah, I, I just think as someone who's on your team and serves under you and with you guys, thank you for being open to um, growing and not just thinking that everybody should think the way you think, but taking the time to look at yourself and go, how can I grow? How can I become more self-aware for the good of the group? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, too, in a, in a time where things can get so uh, dark and maybe so many people who are listening to us right now have gone through a season where maybe the, for the first time ever you felt like this darkness over your life, 
um, and that you have such a, a lack of relationships with other people that we need to learn to become friends with ourselves. Mm-hmm. That we need to learn that there's beauty in the way that God created you. And that so often we long to be other people and we see the gifts and the strengths of somebody else and we get jealous and we want that and I'm not good enough and and we compare. There's this culture of comparison. Mm -hmm. But really I think another great thing about the Enneagram, not just to be great uh, better spouses and mm-hmm. better parents and better children and better coworkers and, and employees and subordinates, all that. I think that it's just as important that we learn how to love ourselves mm-hmm. and we learn uh, that, that God has made us each in a unique way and that there's beauty and we can look in the mirror and go, wow, thank you, God, for what you put inside of me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good place good. to end. Yeah. But thank you guys so much. I yeah. love you both. And Fun. Please uh, like review rate this podcast we can't wait for next week already see you fun love you guys love you man